A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Today, we're focusing on young game changers and to help in this in this conversation, this dance, as I call it, I've got a young gentleman from, from Belgium, a gentleman by the name of Yash Bartia. Yash, a very warm welcome to you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And so, young game changers, what, what does that term mean to you, Yash? Um, I think since we are the future of the world, it's kind of a conversation so that people know, you know, what, what, what's in store for the future of the world and how we are, I guess, going to change the world. So let me play, uh, let me play devil's advocate here then, yes. So can young people change the world on their own? Um, I think if they're guided well by older people and brought up well, I, I think for sure. Mm. There is a train of thought, certainly from people that uh, that I've been mentored by, that you know, involved in world movements. That the future, they're very, very focused on this. The future is in the hands of our young people. They alone, they alone will change the world. Um, I personally feel it's a bit more, as you've alluded to there, Yash, it's a bit more of a, we do this together. You know, we can't, we can't take any one part of society out. We can't isolate the young, the old, the in-betweens, the black, the white, the rich, the poor. We're in this together. I feel it's an integrated thing. But what I do feel from a personal point of view is young people, yeah, again, this is a generalisation, listeners, um, young people are given a rough deal. They're not given the credit that they deserve for the part that they can play in the world going forward. And indeed, they already do play in the world as it stands. Any thoughts around that, Yash? I think it, I think it's true that young people do not get as much credit as I'd say maybe they deserve because it's seeing that they are not fully developed for lack of a better word and that they don't really yeah they're just not ready and that means that they you know don't get enough credit well if they're like you know adult or they've never really achieved something that that can make them credible for mm. yeah but it's that brings in that question then, well, what's perceived as credible, doesn't it? Because, and this really magnifies the difference in perceptions, doesn't it? Between, if I can use the term, younger generation and, inverted commas, older generation or older right. generations. So, you know, to quote Tom Peters, and I've said this list as many, many, many times before, perception is all there is. So who's right and who's wrong? Well, surely the reality is nobody's right and nobody's wrong. 
It's more a question of how do we harness that that experience that usually comes with um, you know more senior years in life with that enthusiasm, that childlike enthusiasm, and, and putting the two together from my experience is a very, very powerful combination. I've, uh, I've heard it said, Yash, that use the, um, the example of a riverbank being the older generation. So they stand there firm. They've stood the test of time and the flow down the middle is the youth, the energy and the vibrancy and the movement. Does that work for you as an example? Yes, for sure. I agree with you. Mm. Okay. So is it fair to say, Yash, that there is a, diff- a big difference? Oh, to what degree is there difference, do you think, in, in perceptions between the older generations or the more senior generations, shall I say, and younger people? I mean, is that a big gap in terms of how you and your peers see the world and and dare I say, somebody like myself, who's probably actually old enough to be your grandfather, um, you know, so let's use you and I as a atypical example in terms of age. Of course, age is only a label. How, what's that gap like through your eyes, Yash? I think there's definitely a difference because I think younger people are more optimistic. They feel like more things are possible. And the older you get, uh, I guess you try more things and sometimes you fail at those things and you kind of get demotivated and then you think, oh, that's not really possible anymore. And then when you're younger, like when, yeah, when you're super young, you're really optimistic, you're like anything can happen. And also you don't really know many bad things in the world. And I think that really changes the perception of of older and and younger people. Mm, It's a great way to put it. Yeah. I always, I love what you've said there. I always use the example. I don't know if you ever did this, Yash, when you was younger. But you know, like when you've got a deck of cards and so you put, you lean two cards against each other and then you lean another two cards against the side and then you put a card on the top and you build like this big card pyramid. Have you ever yeah. done that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think this is a great example of the difference between the the ages where, you know, you imagine or a young person doing that and then say one of their siblings comes along and for, you know, they torment each other. They just, I don't know, they kick the bottom card and the whole lot comes tumbling down. And younger people just tend to smile and laugh and think, oh, OK, I'll build it again. Whereas older people, when that happens, there's like this anger and this frustration and this criticism and this complaint there's a totally different energy isn't there that goes with that that very simple activity indeed yes yeah um and i think that's a great example of you know i know these weren't your words uh yash and i certainly don't want to you know be putting words in your mouth but as we get older we do kind of get more i don't know is cynical too strong a word? Uh, I mean, yeah. I've seen, I'll take ownership of that. I've certainly had my periods in life uh, where I have been quite cynical in, you know, in years gone past and, and desperate. And I think, you know, if you're not careful, life can creep up on you and you can, yeah, again, I'll take ownership, yes, yes, where I was a victim because it was, why does this always happen to me? 
oh, it's always me, poor old me. Whereas with the younger generation, I don't hear that much. I mean, do you hear that kind of victimhood statement much amongst your peers? No, I think it's it's definitely a thing amongst the older people. I think they're more cynical, as you said, and mm. it really um it eats it eats them up a bit. And younger people are more free, free, free minded, free spirited, and yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. And, and you know, and, and the solution, if that is even the right word, um, is this amalgam? It is that riverbank being strong, but then allowing youth to flow vibrantly and, you know, creatively, because I think one of the things that massively youth do bring to the world is that creativity, isn't it? That, you know, they're prepared to try new things, that they're not constrained, they're not demotivated. You know, it's like, okay, so the deck of cards have fallen over. I'll rebuild it. It's no big deal. Yeah. Hmm. What's the big issues from your perspective, Yes, from you personally? And then if I could ask you to give an insight on behalf of your peers, what's the big challenges in the world as you see it? Um, definitely global warming, environmental issues is a big problem. I don't think we're taking care of our planet as we should be. I also do think that it's a little bit of a over hype situation i think it's definitely a bad it's definitely bad but i think we beat ourselves up a little too much over something that was well, it was our fault but we never wanted it to happen it just kind of happened mm. and then equality is i think probably the biggest problem it's been uh it's definitely better compared to 100 200 years ago but we still have, you know, a long way to go. And I think it's, it's getting better, but it's, it's, it's slow. It's a slow process. And my peers, definitely equality is, is a very big thing. I, I am in the European school. So we have very mixed uh, people from all around the world. And definitely equality is a big thing we've learned so what's the main let's so let's tackle those um separately then yash Let, let's work it in reverse order so in terms of the equality then you know the big issue the big challenge i mean give me a bit more dive a bit deeper on that from it help me to understand because obviously before we could start to even think about bridging any gap we need to know where the extremes are paint a picture for me in terms of what it looks like through you or and or your peers this this equality misalignment or or gap well i think it's in people's heads like i am indian and i live in belgium where there's everybody is basically belgian and let's say on my street there is on, on my street it's different because i've lived with my neighbors for a while now and they know that you know we're just like they are so for them they've learned to accept it and like learn to you know make us one of them if that makes sense well mm. if I go to somewhere else let's say uh it's it's kind of different because they see you as an outsider and it's it's different you know like uh it's it's something that's 
it's like a perception, but I don't think it's, I don't, I don't blame them for it. If you're an out, if you're, if everyone around you is like a certain way, and then you see someone else, you're going to judge them in a different way. It's, it's understandable, but I think to kind of put the, you know, don't judge a book by its cover into everybody's mindset is very important so that they get to know the person first before kind of jumping to conclusions. Mm. That's a trait of human nature though, isn't it? That yeah. people are so quick to judge and, and I, you know, from my own knowledge and experience in research, yes, it's based on fear. It's, it's fear yeah. about the person that's judging you because he or she then wants to allocate you in a box. Oh, he's of a certain age. So he's a teenager. He's Indian. So all of a sudden, there's this kind of immediate, based on their own life experience, stereotype formed of, okay, so all Indian teenagers, for example, do blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. no. No, they don't. It's a bit like the one... Um, UK advert where it shows you um, some young people wearing hoodies and straight away there's that assumption that they're up to no good and it's framed where it just shows you previously a few seconds ago where an old lady had fell to the floor and then it showed you these young guys with hoodies in the background so the natural assumption was that she'd been mugged by these young people which was absolutely yeah, can... not the case but that's what society tends to do, Yash, is it not? Where, okay, he's this, she's that. Right, okay, they belong in that box straight away. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not only with um, people with different ethnicities. It's also, even if a bunch of locals over here, uh, local teenagers started walking down the streets and with hoodies on it would be like okay let's not talk to them they're up to no good which is not true most of the time they don't it, it's not they're not gangs they're just trying to have some fun which is a perception it's just stereotypes which are like like for example a stereotype that don't black people are you know up to no good as well it's it's not true but it's just yeah, it's just how our world works, I guess. Mm. So do you think those stereotypes are more prominent in the older generation than they are in the younger generation? Yes, definitely. I think when you're really young, you you don't really care about where the person's from as long as they're, you know, you get along well and you have things in common. And then the older you get, the more... I think when when you're yeah the older you get you kind of feel like oh I should stay away from him but then if if you're educated well educated you know in a good in, in a nice environment you you learn that okay um black people aren't bad or we should welcome different ethnicities and and that's a good thing we're we're slowly educating the younger generation on being more open but there, there still is there, there still are problems around the world and I think definitely fixing those are a big a big um, step mm. so where do we, what's what's the answer yash where where do we even start with to use your words fixing it 
Well, I think definitely um, educating the younger generation, telling them that, you know, we're all the same and it's all, it's all, you know, just making friends with different people, different cultures, accepting different cultures, getting to know different cultures, definitely for the younger generation. For the older generation also, I think just making, like mixing different people together and getting to know them. And then you'll realize, oh, well, these people aren't so bad and they're kind of cool. And then you'll, you'll see them in a different way. Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. Is it also fair to say, though, that some people are not prepared to change that that entrenched in i know this sounds a little slightly judgmental uh, listeners but you know well no i've always done it this way and i'm always going to do it this way i'm not going to change why should i change it's not me it's them there's always going to be is there not yash a small minority or well it's not for me to say is it a small minority? there's always going to be a percentage of the world that or society that are not gonna no matter what you do they're not going to shift are they yeah, I, I completely agree. They're like tough nuts to crack. And I think it's they, they it's going to take a lot longer for them to kind of accept different people. But I think everybody, if you spend enough time with someone and you get to know them and then you finally realize you can deny it for like a long, long time. But eventually you're going to be like, OK, I'm wrong. And then you're going to it's going to take a long time, but you're, you're going to accept it, I think, in the end. Everybody can change, I think. Mm. Oh, definitely. Everybody can change, undoubtedly. Um, I want to simply, I want to really simplify this by offering this, this solution. And it's something that I've come to know over the years. But I put it out there and see how it lands with you, Yash, as a young person. So the life's experiences and inverted commas challenges come down to a simple choice we can make and we can make that choice and that choice is whether we choose to follow the path of fear or whether we choose to follow the path of love so before i dig into that how does that land with you any thoughts around what i've just said there well, yes, there, there, there's always two paths. Um, I, I don't think there's, I think there's no right or wrong path because usually you don't take, if, if you, you always want the best for yourself. So you don't want to go down a bad path. It's just, I guess, due to circumstances or situations, you take a wrong path. I think fear drives a lot of people to do bad or things that they don't want to do or they will regret. I think love is a is, is a very good path, you know, to love each other, respect each other. And and it, it gives for good decisions, but I think it's definitely harder to do. It takes more effort to go down a lover path, I guess. Well, fear is, it's easier, it's more tempting, it's quick, but um, yeah, it ends up with you regretting decisions, I guess. Mm, love versus fear. What do you think that word love means to the younger generation? And yet again, Yash, this is a massive generalization, you know, because it's such a big question. I mean, how can one person be expected to answer and speak for, well, <laughs> the whole of youth? I mean, he or she can't. But I'm just trying to 
you know, from my own point of view, as I keep using this phrase, to bridge that gap between the generations, gain as many insights as I can personally within the work I do around this word love, because I know that's the answer. Absolutely know that that's the answer. But then it's about finding a language and a medium to communicate that and to, you know, to help people understand that irrespective of their age, that that bridge will be, you know, that gap will be bridged by this simple four letter word. What does it mean, though, to young people when they hear that word love? I think love is enjoying something or being happy because when you love something or someone or you know yeah some someone something you're usually like you want to be there or like say if you love a person you want to be there with that person because they bring you joy happiness and you enjoy your time with them or if you love something or some place you want to go there to have fun to relax to enjoy I think love is definitely a little bit of a state of happiness and a state of of joy but and and it can always like even when you're really sad you can go to that someone or somewhere that you love and it will just kind of bring your mood up I guess but it's definitely a very uh a very hard like sometimes when you're really low really sad you kind of want to be left alone sometimes and love is the only thing that can really you know bring you back up but you're kind of scared because of yeah whatever whatever you're scared of and then you don't really you don't really you kind of maybe not stop loving but after a lot of failures you realize oh well love's not worth it and then you stop loving which leads to obviously you know sad people, bad people, whatever. And there's that whole thing, isn't there, around, particularly within the masculine energy, or if I can even take that stage further and suggest guys, where it's not cool to talk about love, that's a girl thing. I mean, does that still happen? I was brought up with that, Yash, and, and as I say, there's a generation, certainly a couple of generations between you and I. Is that the case now with young people where, it ain't cool to talk about love if you're a guy, or is it? Um, well, definitely as as a as a when you're really young, like six years old or something, I think you love love is just you're always loving things, loving your friends, your parents, your whatever you're doing. I think you're always loving someone. I think the older you get maybe as like a teenager or like a young teenager like love is something you kind of shy away from a little bit because kind of like yeah you kind of just shy away from it then I think yeah maybe maybe I'm not sure if it has something to do specifically with guys anymore I think it's definitely it's yeah still a little bit stereotypical that you know girls are the loving type but I don't I don't think that's the case anymore um, but I think when, when you're older, I think when you're an adult, love is just something that's ex and accepted. Yeah, like it's like a normal thing and everybody loves. Hmm. Okay. 
One of the things I was brought up with as well, Yash, and I don't know if, yeah, again, uh, please enlighten me, around big boys don't cry. It's okay, only girls cry. Boys don't cry. Does that still, is that still around with, you know, today's youth? Is that still the case? Um, I think as a boy, I think I still have that in my mind that, like, don't cry or, or avoid crying as much as possible. But I think if if you do cry, like if one of the boys in my friend circle group cried, I don't think anybody would judge them like boys shouldn't cry or whatever. Even the girls, I don't think they would judge the boy for crying. But I definitely think that, at least for me, I still have that in my mind that boys, like boys should, everybody should cry, obviously. Everybody does cry, but I think definitely, yeah, avoided, should be avoided, which is not necessarily a right thing to think. I think everybody should cry whenever they want to, really. Mm. But I think that's still, yes, definitely a a Mm. thing amongst us. Okay. So what about environmental issues then, Yash? Where where do the... You know, yet again, I'm asking you to represent youth. Um, so no pressure, <laughs> no pressure. But where do today's youth stand? Um, and indeed, where do you stand on it personally around issues of um, environmentalism? I think it's a pressing issue, environmental issues. Our planet in 100 years is going to be different to what it was like a thousand years ago. And I think it's it's... It's a problem, but what, what everybody has to do is kind of take small steps, like stop littering and pay attention to what you're what you're buying. Buy less plastic, maybe reusable bottles or reusable cups, I guess, or something. Rather than just kind of, if everybody does a small little part, we're already in a in the right direction. But I think it's. Um, it's a big issue and people expect it to like go away instantly or like go away in like 10 years which is obviously not the case or it might be but you'd have to make huge change so I think if everybody just starts making small change it's already a step in the right direction and that change starts with us as individuals doesn't it because I think you know, everybody's looking to the outside world. Well, you know what, yes, you make the change and I'll follow suit. Whereas the reality is, no, Paul, you make the change. And then what Yash does and, you know, the rest of the world, that's up to them. You're not responsible for them. You're only responsible for yourself. Right. But I think there is that kind of global culture, isn't there, where we always assume that somebody else will be the change. You know, things change outside. Whereas the answer surely is we change inside first. It starts with us. Yes, for sure. I agree with that. Okay. So what I'm going to ask you to do, Yash, I'm going to ask you to invite you if you've got any contact details or any, uh, I don't know, social media or a website or anything like that. I mean, I ask guests, this question generally, whether, you know, irrespective of um, their age and uh, what have you. So I invite you to share that if that's the case. Is, 
you know, for the for the show notes, for the podcast episode show notes. So do you have any uh, way of people contacting you if they want to kind of dig a bit deeper or reach out or connect to you? Is, is that something that um, you're interested in? Right, of course. Um, I do not have my phone with me right now, so I can give you my social media later if that's all right. Yeah, that, okay, that's no problem at all. Yash and listeners, as ever, they will be in the um, in the uh, episode show notes. So um, yeah. we'll catch up on that one in, in uh, later. So my final question to you then, Yash, is this. So there is obviously, I think, you know, well, before I come to the question, firstly, thank you for your shares and your insights. This is yes, absolutely you. invaluable. You know, and I'll use the phrase again, if we're to bridge this gap, and not if we are, we will bridge this gap one way or the other. But it's, it's insights from people such as yourself to help us try and understand what the world is like through the eyes of a younger person. And then, you know, for us to kind of come a bit closer to, you know, to your world and for younger people to maybe come a bit closer to seniors world and, you know, try and meet somewhere in the middle. So, like okay. I say, immense gratitude, Yash, for, for you know for showing up, for for sharing your views, your thoughts, your insights. But I just want to I want to leave you well, leave the listeners with this last question, and it's this: What's the big thing? What's the simple thing that we can do to bridge that gap, Yash, between the generation? Is it is it, or am I oversimplifying it? Because we said, you know, it's about us taking action individually and to use your phrase, and you're absolutely right, in my humble opinion, taking small steps. What's that first small step we can take? That's a very interesting question. I think the small step that everybody has to take is being open to more experiences and being less scared of the consequences because sometimes people can be scared to do new things, meet new people, or because they think, oh, I'm going to fail at it and it's just going to be a horrible experience. But if you haven't tried, you don't really know. And if it does succeed, it could be a great time. So I think definitely being open to new experiences. A lot of people just stay kind of closed in their own, own bubble and they don't try new things. Very, very, very well put. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yash. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And so there we have it, listeners. The world through the eyes of a young world game changer. And all that remains now is for me to sign off by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?